0: Football on Off The Ball
1: With Sky All the football you love in one place Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports
2: So a very disappointing end to 2022 On home soil for the Republic of Ireland Beaten 2-1 by Norwich. Stewie Byrne alongside me as always on commentary Wasn't great Yeah
1: it wasn't great Yeah, um, But in saying that um, I, I, I would take away some positives from Ireland's <laughs> point of view I have to what? say second half they were better um, took their goal really well, Alan Brown. I think we've proved, and you know, well not to be proved, but we certainly showed that we've 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 uh, we've got goals in the team. Um, however, it, it was it was disappointing leading up to that. I think Norway, to be fair to them, came with a very good game plan and um, stopped us from playing. And when you look at the with the the first half possession. What was a 60 40 I don't know you, 60 you, you, 62% 60, possession for no, Ireland. Not often that you, you would have that Almost in an Ireland. Twice game. as many passes. Yeah, especially against the Norwegian team, but I suppose the takeaway really is that we've we've defended poorly for 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 two for two set pieces, which is not really like us and something that we we should never forget because, you know, uh, you know, Ireland teams in the past has, have have always been based on a good foundation of not conceding goals the way have conceded uh, and what about
2: Stephen Kenny teams because this is becoming a, a big issue that Ireland are giving away either soft goals in open play or conceding from set pieces and alright they're going up against Martin Odegaard who is brilliant with his deliveries and both of them are really good deliveries well the first one the second one wasn't but, yeah, but well. what, why are Ireland conceding so many goals uh, so often from positions where they should do better um, is that is that work the training ground no I think I think that
1: I think that should be a reminder to the team that you just don't concede sloppy goals like you know there should always be a voice or voices in those situations roaring out no no easy easy, easy free kicks no easy headers that kind of stuff uh, it was John Egan for the first goal who lost o- Ostegaard now he's never he, he, John has been so good for us he's the captain you wouldn't associate normally with that but I think he's. that's a goal that he's just going to put his hand up and saying, I got, I got done you know, but unfortunately, not just he—he's he, he's not the only one that's gotten done. I thought we were poor for the second goal as well, and um, and it's it's it's, I suppose. It, it's it's, the balance of the team is still in flux a little bit. You know, whereby we're trying to expand on our possession-based game, we're trying to be a little bit more creative, be a little bit more dynamic, dynamic, be a little bit more attacking. And the result of that is that we're taking away a little bit off the ball when it comes to um, the, basics. Or the, or the, the basics. Yeah, at the basics. And you only have to look at this game and the Armenian game, and you realise the, the four goals we've conceded in the four games were goals we never conceded before.
2: Possession stats impressive, but possession for possession's sake is somewhat pointless. And in the first half, it felt as though Ireland had a lot of possession, but we're never going anywhere. Do they need to have as much possession as they have? Because they would less possession in the second half. They took a few more risks, and it seemed to suit the team an awful lot better.
1: Do we need? Well, no. You never really need to have as much possession. You know, um, if it's if it's not if it's. What I'm saying is,
2: are they having so much possession because they never take any risks? Like it's all. I Josh think Colin playing. Super I think can, I think there
1: can be a bit of that. Yeah, I think there can be a bit of that. I think one one of the takeaways for me tonight was that uh, Norway did a very good job of stopping that direct pass to Matt Doherty But where we let ourselves down because he was he he was in some wonderful positions in that first half and that second half where we what we didn't utilize was somebody who could get the ball out of their feet and get him away early. We tried it on a couple of occasions but it was it, it was you know, it was very obvious it wasn't in behind the full back. It didn't have that kind of pace on it. So that's a I think that's a weapon we we're still struggling with. And and Matt is the kind of player where you know we, we, we look we've seen him when he's at his best at either Wolves or at times with Tottenham. He needs that if if we're gonna play him the way we want to play him, we need to have someone that can get the ball out to him. Mm. Otherwise. I think it's a catch-22 Like you know How do you fully utilise him Like you know If, you, if you're if you going to ask Matt To go and, go and play high and wide You need to have somebody That can get him away Otherwise get him in and Maybe a little bit more narrow A little bit more Into an area Where you can get on the ball and, and, and he can affect the game better So He was He was He was effectively ineffective If there was such a phrase tonight
2: No you just made it up Uh Michael Obafemi, particularly in that first half, was another one who just couldn't get himself into the game. Uh, second half, when it opened up again, he was dropping deeper. He had some nice touches. He was uh, making a nuisance of himself. Is that just experience, or is that the way the team was set up?
1: I think it's a bit of both, yeah. I think it is a bit of an ex- experience, because an, an experienced player would have realised tonight that, Do you know what, I'm not getting the help. I might have gotten another other games. So he, he played up front with, with, with Robinson, but not, not really you know not close with Robinson normally he would have played up there with Ogbeni Tripartie as a three they're a little bit closer together just helped there didn't really get that help didn't get that sort of attacking midfielder getting up to him running running past him so there was times in the game where he just needed to put his foot in the, on the ball hold it up and just lay off the simple pass but maybe guilty of getting caught up a little bit and trying to do too much um, when he didn't really need to do it and obviously when, when you come up against a, a, a very well set up Norwegian time, team like they did tonight uh, they're going to give the ball away
2: uh, Callum O'Dowd came back into the side tonight first start for two years saw an awful lot of the ball down the left hand side uh, it would be interesting to hear from Stephen Kenny why he went with that selection with both Brady and McLean on the bench and all the experience that they have and Callum O'Dowd playing and having probably a bit more defensive responsibility than he'd be used to does he look like mm. a viable option in that position now? I, d- I think so I do I,
1: I, I do think so Um I think there was times when he was called in to, um, especially when Pedersen came down this right hand side um, to, you know, to really show how good of a defender he might be and he dealt with it, he dealt with it on a couple of occasions, Bob was playing him behind him, he recovered like he, you would expect a normal fullback to do but then of course he is a more natural attacking player. You know he's got a lovely left foot, and at times in that second half he showed serious pace, especially for the goal. Uh, for Brown's goal, it was it was basically um, O'Dowder getting the ball w- wide, back in his pace, just knocking the ball down the mm. line, old school wise Gets the delivery in, Norway clear, and then we end up, you know, Brown has scored a wonderful goal from, the, from, that, from that header out. But I certainly think he, he's, he's, he's done himself a few favours, all right, absolutely. Uh,
2: this game, particularly the first half, is probably a good endorsement of the Nations League and uh, not having too many friendlies because, you know, I don't think Norway would have been particularly pleased with that first 45 minutes either. That would ever really uh, impacted the game in any great way. So with all that in mind And the way the second half went And the fact that Ireland Ended up losing this game Like the same questions Are going to be asked That we've been Feels like Groundhog Day Having this conversation It, it like, does are, feel
1: like Groundhog Day Every Alan's, game feels like Groundhog are Day Are Ireland getting Nathan. any better?
2: Um <laughs>
1: I think we're at a stage now Where results determine mate. But does, does, their next like, game
2: Is against France yeah. Can you determine yeah, well, What they do On the result against France? Yeah well the, the one thing we can't do
1: Is is be defeatist And the leader to that game Like you know We, we, we have to Put our fate in the team That once the Euros Qualifiers start In March It's It's sink or swim That's it It's, it's as simple as that Like you know, no more excuses um, Stephen will have been On the job How long Three Three and a mm-hmm. half years yeah, Whatever how long, uh, how long it's been
2: Heading towards three years Yeah
1: I mean with COVID Everything seems like It's eight years But like it, it, You know it, There'll be no more excuses He knows that The team knows that um, What we What we Can't fall into Is this trap of Just you know um, You know Defeating ourselves Before we've even Kicked the ball In In a competitive Qualifier, everything's been aimed for, and he's been the manager's been given the time to prepare for that. So once March comes around, it's it's
2: like I say, it's
1: it's sink or swim.
2: Cheers, Stewie. Thank you, Alan. Uh, was tonight maybe a reminder as to why they got rid of international friendlies? Bit of a struggle.
3: Yeah, it was a frustrating one. Um, you no, know, Trent's it's a friendly, and they, they came out in their numbers and support us like they always do. Um, I don't think we returned a favour with that performance. Uh, Especially first half, I think we were really flat and didn't create anything really. Uh, But second half was much improved and we definitely looked a stronger team. But again, we didn't take our chances when they fell to us and got punished at the other end.
2: What's that like in the first half when it is flat on the pitch, it's flat off the pitch? And I guess part of your job is to change that. Are you very aware 20 minutes in that the energy isn't where you would want it to be?
3: Yeah of course as a player you know what's happening Um, but at this level if a team's going to sit in and be that compact you you know it's always going to be a tough afternoon and when they got their goal um, even more so because you need to push for it.
2: Were you ready for that? Did you expect them to to have such a low block? Yeah we did yeah.
3: But again, you know, no matter how good you are, you're going to find it difficult to break them down, Uh, and we definitely did. First half, second half, we got a bit more joy, Uh, you know, we got a lot of crosses in the box and created some good chances. yeah, it is difficult against a, a team that's got good quality when they do something like that.
2: So what changed in the second half then that you were able to suddenly start creating? What well, felt like a lot of chances. and there was a, a different tempo to the performance. Uh,
3: I think we got our wing backs a bit higher up the pitch. Um, you know, first half we were probably knocking it around the, the back, kept a lot of possession, but it didn't really go anywhere with it. Um, and second half, you know, we got our full backs up the pitch. Uh, they they kind of got at the full backs and got some good crosses in the box and that's where we looked like we would hurt them Um, but again you know goals was probably lacking tonight and uh, that's what we need if we're going to win games
2: got the one Uh, your goal uh, was a brilliant brilliant finish probably deserved a lot more in terms of the final result what are your memories of it was it sort of always smash it into the ground and use the surface to your advantage
3: yeah uh, there was a bit of zip on the pitch so I thought just keep it low Um, thankfully it, it Thrown into the corner, um, but again, it's disappointing to yeah. you know, put one back and then throw it away at the end. It's a uh, good habit you have,
2: though. You're getting getting what's that? Five international goals now?
3: I, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. it's five. Yeah, so you know it's a good trait to have. Um, you know, it's obviously something that the Gaffer might look to. Uh, you know, if he's making changes or picking a team. Um, he wants a goal hopefully i can step up to the mark
2: it does feel that he has a lot of trust in you you've obviously got a lot of versatility which can be a blessing in some ways but at other times then you don't have that fixed position but it does feel as though he's he's ready to give you a lot of game time that, that must feel uh, make you feel pretty good when you're coming into camp that you know you're probably going to get an opportunity
3: yeah um you know he's, he has put his trust in me and got a good relationship with him so um, i know what he expects from me and um, what I can bring to the team. So I just keep trying to do that every chance he gives me. And whether that's uh, starting the game or coming from the bench, um, I try to hit the box and add goals to my game.
2: It's been a strange year in the ninth game. I think it's three wins, four defeats, two draws. And just, it's been a struggle to get momentum that every time it feels like the team is on the verge of something, there's a setback or there's a mistake or there's a goal given away from a set piece. Within the camp, I don't want to say what's the mood, but how frustrating is it that you haven't been able to really kick on and like head into France next year with a real wave of momentum behind you?
3: Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, but, you know, at international level, you you have what a week or two at a time, and then you're back to club, and you don't see each other for months. on end so it is difficult to keep that momentum, even when you know if we uh, win our next game, it's it's going to be a while uh, until our next fixture. Or so it is always difficult to keep momentum at international football um, but that's something that we need to do when um, winning games becomes a habit so we will stay positive um, look to improve on our weaknesses tonight and take that into Sunday's
2: game There is always a constant scrutiny on the Ireland manager we've seen even Martin O'Neill with all his experience saying how he struggled with the scrutiny it seems in this job do you feel that that you're having to play for the manager? Do you feel like you're having to play for, for his future, that there's a, an added pressure for that, that the questions that are always there about results and about his future? Uh,
3: not necessarily. You know, I think any manager that comes in, you want to play for him. Uh, you want to play for your country first and foremost, and for the Badge, and um, you know, I, I personally think he's a great manager and he's got a great relationship with us as a group of players. Um, and since he's come in, I, I think we've really improved. You know he's got his own style, and I think everybody's taken to it and taken to him as a as a manager and as a person and um we've had some really good results on him, but the struggle is consistency and he's always obviously as you said he's the one who's going to take the hit when results aren't coming um but it's it's down to us as players to to win games for him. um but again, he'll take the slack at the end of the day.
2: A lot of your teammates at club level are probably already off on the beach. You've got one more game to go against Malta. What's the plan then? Do you, do you get a couple of weeks off? Are you going to sit and watch the World Cup?
3: I've got a week off after this. So I'm going to go back to family and just you know switch off, chill out. Because we we don't get this opportunity much with international breaks. You know, you're always away. So it'll be nice to just switch off and not think about football.
2: Thanks for your time. Dara, very disappointing end to a good second half performance after probably a forgettable enough first half.
0: Yeah, first half, was disappointing in that aspect. Maybe a bit slow and laboured and didn't really get in behind them. Um, Second half was a lot brighter. Um, We could tell we were causing Norway problems and that showed the way they tried to manage the game. So, um, positive to take from the second half in, in the aspect of attacking, yeah.
2: And defensively, the things to take away that are disappointments, two set pieces, I'm sure, is something that's very frustrating.
0: Yeah, extremely frustrating, especially for us as a... As a back unit, and um, we don't want to concede from them, them areas, and we pride ourselves on on, on keeping clean sheets. So to concede in that manner twice is is disappointing. Um, we shouldn't be losing the game from from that way, and yeah, obviously, if we're not going to go on and win it, we definitely can't lose it.
2: I uh, just heard Stephen Kenny described the first half as a real tactical battle. It never felt like it got going and I know it's a friendly and they're sort of a rare thing now, friendlies. Did it feel like that on the pitch that it was hard to get to the, the energy levels you've got to around Nations League games or qualifiers?
0: Uh, maybe. I don't think that in itself was a factor. I think Norway made it hard for us. Um, they sat in that low block in their half um, and made it hard to break down and I suppose we just didn't didn't have that little injection of, of pace and tempo in the first half that we did in the second. So um, But Gaffer pointed out at half-time and he said we needed to get in behind them a bit more and the second half we did in the second half is, is part of that you as a centre-back three having less of the ball because you did seem to have an awful lot of it in the
2: first half that as you said they were sitting so far back that it's, you're getting it more to Josh Cullin or out to the wingers for them to
0: be the ones making an impact Yeah look we know as a back we need to get the ball to our playmakers and, and inject pace into the play we don't want to be sitting on the ball and moving it across and when we are we're doing it for a reason and we're moving the ball for a purpose and maybe holding on to the draw players in which maybe from the outside doesn't look, doesn't look pleasing but it's, it's, it's all the way we play and it's, it's I suppose, the, what we need to do to to build and, and move up the ball forward. A lot of very good goals been scored by this Irish side at yeah. the moment. It seems every game here, it was a memorable one. It was a brilliant finish from Alan Brown. Yeah, a touchy class from, from Alan um, to score from that area. Um, it's unbelievable. and It's what we needed at that time. Um, the momentum was fully with us then. Um, and yeah, you just hope that we could push on and score a second. Uh, on to Malta now to finish the year.
2: Uh, probably maybe a bit, bit more experimentation. What's your plan after that? What's the Do you get a break or
0: are you straight back in with the club? Um, Yeah, I think lots of lads have have, have a small break, obviously, with the World Cup going on. Um, So it's a time for players to kind of uh, recoup and regenerate and, and I suppose, get ready for a busy second half of the season. Um, So, yeah, personally, I have a small break and, and that's that, yeah. I suspect the word flat isn't the
2: word we would be using for the next international at this game that qualifier against France there's a lot of football for them to be played
0: between now and then it's four months away but how much are you looking forward to that game? Yeah as a player I mean you want to play the best players and big nations like that and obviously them coming here we know how good our fans are and how loud they could be and they can really spur us on and help us and I think you've seen that in previous matches so it's really exciting for us as players to obviously have drawn them as much as we'd probably like to get a bit of an easier group it's, it's it's a great test for us and I think as players we've got to be uh, we've got to be on it and hungry to win. You're going to watch the World Cup? I will watch it yeah I mean you can't not watch it I suppose um, but yeah it'll be a time to to relax as well um, so I won't be keeping too keen an eye on it. Thanks for your time Darren. Callum it felt like one of those nights where it just took a little bit too long to get
4: going why do you think that was? Um, I think Norway respected us they stayed in a mid to low block and it was tough. Um, I don't. It doesn't matter what football game it is. If if a team sits in like that, um, it is tough to break down. Yeah, we probably could have been better in moments in the final third in the first half. Um, but when you get to a point and then you've got nine, eight, nine players where you've got to break them down, it is tough, that you could be training and doing that, and it's tough. So, uh, but credit to the boys. I think we are showing personality uh, to come out in the second half and um, really push on, and I think we deserved the goal. Uh, when we did get the goal, I think it was knocking on the door and then a lovely strike from Brownie, and then it's just disappointing then to concede another set piece. I don't think they've had many chances in the game um, I think the one over the bar first half and then I can't remember much more so um, yeah it is disappointing
2: Had you anticipated as an attacking unit that it was going to be that low block you were going to go up against?
4: No probably not because they've got, they've got some quality players um, and that just sh- shows that they respected us um, so yeah we didn't probably expect such a low block we thought they'd press a little bit more than they did I think they still tried to press now and now and again but I think I think most of it if I can think back sometimes in the game yeah yeah, but I think most of it they they give it a go sometimes but then when we got to a certain point they was just all sitting in and it's tough. Um, So was that the
2: conversation at halftime then about how you'd tackle that a bit better?
4: Yeah of course we needed to get our wing backs higher up and and in uh, better positions and to be a little bit more positive and then me and Mike needed to get a little bit closer together so we was connected a little bit more um, and we spoke about that and, and, it, and it did work in the end um, and that's what I mean we got the goal and then as I said it's just disappointed then to concede a, a, another set piece because we we take pride in that and, and it's disappointing, we work hard on the training pitch on set pieces, we know in big games set pieces are key, we've scored some good ones over the in, in the past, so um, yeah, it's disappointing that we've lost lost the game on two set pieces. Who
2: leads that training on set pieces? Because there have been questions about Anthony Barry leaving and John Eustace leaving. That maybe there's a gap in the coaching team no, no. around set pieces.
4: No, we've got enough. We've got all. We've got the staff. Um, Keys played loads of games, and he he helps us uh, with that. The gaffer's involved. Um, Goalkeeping coach, you know, like we, we've got enough. There's no, there's nothing in that where you can look at that and think, is that, a, is that making a difference or not? I don't think, and I think it's down as well to the players. Um, we have to take responsibility when we're out there um, to make sure we clear the ball and or make sure we pick up your men on our jobs. So I don't think anything to do with Anthony Barry or um, or John or whatever that that makes any difference. I think. I don't think that's, that's much
2: in that. It, it feels like tonight in a way almost sums up the last year that you know, there's been a struggle at times, there's been periods where it's been really, really good but there's just been a lack of momentum yeah. of the big moments at the right time going your way and then being able to kick on to the next game and follow it up with another victory. Is that the sense within the squad that you're, you're just yeah. not getting the run runner bit, yeah, results I think that you need. need? I
4: think, as you said, at times we've done really well and picked up some good results and then uh, we just get a little kick in the teeth and um, it is, it is it's hard like but I think overall I think if you look over the last three four years how, how far we've come even to the point where yeah okay first half we wasn't in the game um, in the final third but the movements and the rotations and the playing to get to that point three four years ago there was none of that so I think we are definitely developing as a team the last little bit did come in the end second half but obviously we'd want that through the through the whole 90 minutes but when you're playing against top quality defenders and players when they're in that low block or mid block it is it's definitely tough yeah
2: I heard a couple of the players mention Jamie McGrath's experience as a real motivation for them at club level to keep going but where he's you know going from starting big games to not being in the squad at all your situation is not that extreme but over the last year from where you were 12 months ago and the goal against Luxembourg rounding off it just a really brilliant yeah. three or four months to losing your place in the team over the last campaign how have you found that and how have you found going from that high to maybe having to really scrap for your your spot in the 11 again.
4: Yeah, it's, it's football and it's disappointing. Um, I want to obviously always be playing and I want to be involved and I want to help the team. Um, but that's football. I think the majority of footballers would go through that um, ups and downs. I don't think there's many who just stay um, stay at the top and play in every, every game. I think then that side of the game it does come and it's, it's not nice. But um, yeah, hopefully I can just keep working hard and um, keep working hard at Cardiff as well to to get myself obviously back um, in this team and playing and starting all the time because I always back myself to know I'm good enough, but it's obviously me to perform and and do that. I suspect
2: we won't be using the word flat for the next home game here against (laughs) France in March. Uh, It's going to be a very, very different experience. How much already are you looking forward to that and is watching them at the World Cup going to be a part of it and part of the motivation for wanting to get to a big tournament like that?
4: Yeah, of course. Um, I think we were disappointed that we, we didn't get there in... In the end but um yeah sitting there as a footballer and you're playing international football i think everyone wants to be at the world cup or the euros so now we need to obviously get a good result on sunday and and then we can go into march positive and and bring them on basically because yeah they're Obviously a lot of quality um, and we've got we've got a tough group but why not give it a right go and hopefully we can get to that to that tournament. Thanks for your time, Tom. Thank you, cheers.
0: Football on off the ball. With Sky. All the football
3: you love in one place. Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports.